Good evening. This is Father David Nix, and I'm not sure if this is actually transmitting because I don't have a lot of bars where I am on my phone in relatively suburban Denver here. Uh, I do want to talk about the arrest of Mark Hoke. If anybody can hear me, or if you can't hear me, maybe give me a quick note in the uh, in the live chat there. Um, here's what I'd like to say about this. Many of you have been following the story on GiveGo Fund or whatever it's called, as well as LifeSite News. But Friday morning, a gentleman named Mark Hoke, I don't know him, but he's one or two degrees away from me. Uh, thanks, Anthony. Anthony says in the live chat he can hear me. I hear that uh, this Mark Hoke, who he's one or two degrees away from people I know in the pro-life movement. He's got several children. He's a very um, excellent and peaceful pro-life leader in the Philadelphia movement. And a year ago, keep this in mind, this is what a lot of people aren't getting, I don't, I don't think at least, a year ago, this event happened. He was at a downtown Philly abortion center, and he's, he had some verbal interaction with one of those people we call a death score, one of the people that brings in the abortion-minded women into the center. But he disengaged from that, and he walked around, I think it was 13th and Locust. He walked, because he was with his son. He had his young son with him, and he decided not to engage this person, walked around the abortion center, and this death squirt followed them. And as this death squirt tried to intercept his son or came in between Mark and his son, Mark pushed him away. So that was a year ago. Keep that in mind. That happened at the Philadelphia Abortion Center a year ago. Friday morning, this Friday morning, September 30th, 2022 at 7 a.m., um, SWAT teams came into his house and took him away. And obviously most of you know this is to set an example. Um, and now I want to switch gears for a second, and we're going to come back to that example. This is going to be a short video. I'm sure many of you heard that talk by Father Ripperger where he learned something from a demon. Uh, he... He makes the points that even though demons are liars, sometimes when they have a flat affect, he can tell when they're actually telling the truth. Well, Father Ripperger admits that he got something wrong on the life of Mary when her most glorious moment was. I think he thought it was her assumption or coronation, but he found out from the demon that the greatest moment of Mary's honor was her coronation. The greatest moment of the life of the Holy Theotokos as far as um, triumph, Mary's greatest triumph was the assumption and Mary's greatest moment of glory was standing beneath the cross of Jesus Christ. That's when Mary's greatest glory was. Now, this makes a lot of sense because if you read the Gospel of John, what is repeatedly called the glory of the life of Jesus is the crucifixion, not the resurrection. Now, I think we traditional Catholics do need to focus a lot more on the resurrection than we have. But it's very clear that the greatest moment of the glory of, of Christ's glory in the Gospel of John is his crucifixion. And and Mary's greatest glory was standing beneath the cross. So now let's bring this back to Mark Hoke, or how however you say his, his family's name. Um, I would like to think that our country's about to turn around. I would like to think if, if God loved you, he wouldn't let that happen to your family. But something tells me as I look at the picture of Mark and his family that he is extremely holy, and it's because he's extremely holy that God allowed this to happen in his life. Now, many of you know that I've been arrested in abortion centers twice, uh, both on the East Coast. And 
Um, I, I sort of refrained from our group Red Rose Rescue the past couple of years because I just didn't want to get the vaccine if I was in jail. Um, so I've backed away from it. But as I look at the courage of Mark and other people, I really believe that we have a choice in the pro-life movement right now that this is an example for us to back away. This is an example for us to back down. You know, the face laws that were created under Clinton in 1995, they were originally set to move it from misdemeanor to a felony if you block entrance to an abortion center. But now they made, they've, they're adjusting the face laws that any interaction with any death, death squad or anybody who go, who's going in is now possibly going to be considered a violation of a face law. Um, meaning that anyone, anyone doing peaceful sidewalk counseling, please turn please turn your phone up. Um, oh, turn your phone. Oh no. I hope it's not doing another one of those. Shoot. Um, anyway, face laws are changing. I'm sorry. This, if the orientation on this phone is wonky face laws are changing right now, meaning anyone doing sidewalk counseling could get tagged by the government. Now, this is where we have a decision to say, um, if God chooses us for the glory of the cross, as we stand on the cross at the abortion center, are we going to go forward? Um, or are we just going to hang back? Again, I would love to believe I would be protected from this stuff if God loves me. But it's precisely because God loves me that I may be asked to carry this cross. And that's where Mark gives me courage to say it's, it's time to continue to... Um, go marching in the pro-life movement that we must stay on this path. Um, even if they're going to make examples of people like, like Mark, who's truly becoming a white martyr, obviously at this point, um, my three friends who were in jail for three months, father Fidelis, uh, Will Goodman and, and Matt, Matt Connolly. Um, and so I guess in conclusion, all I want to say is the face laws are being changed to make it that anyone who's doing peaceful work at abortion centers might be given a felony. Mark might be the first of many to come. But if the glory is the cross, not the resurrection, then we have to continue on in courage at this point in the pro-life movement. We can't let them scare us because the glory is going to be if we are able to unite our redemptive sufferings with those of the unborn. You know, it says in Hebrews, you have not yet resisted, you have not yet resisted sin to the point of shedding blood. When I was arrested in an abortion center, I had just the smallest little drop of blood from the handcuffs that I had on. And Will Goodman, who I just mentioned is in jail, he mentioned that's, that's a redemptive suffering every time we are in handcuffs, that we unite to the babies who have steel against their bodies that rips their bodies up. That's just a very small suffering. The, the little bit of blood that came out of my wrist when I had handcuffs on is a unification of my suffering with the millions of babies who've had a, a lot worse steel instruments against their bodies and they didn't leave the abortion center alive like I did. So while Mark is in jail, it's not as bad as where the, the babies are. Um, I mean, I'm, talk, I'm not discussing um, heaven and limbo on this, on this talk. I mean, what happened to their bodies is not as bad or rather Mark's situation and my situation is not as bad as what happened to the baby's body. So this is, this is a suffering we can offer up in union with the unborn. 
more may be coming. I'm praying that Mark gets out and is able to get back to his family. Absolutely. I don't want him in jail. I'm praying for Mark to get out. But if their whole goal on this is to make examples, we in the pro-life movement are not backing down. We're going to continue to stand with and for the unborn. God bless you.